coming up on this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. There is a taboo and a charge around it. So there's power there. So I'm interested, Venus, in harnessing that. So I had a couple and they wanted to, I'll say, like, sit in ceremony with me and do some sex magic that was specifically interracial. Um, They came out and then it was her cuck, myself, uh, and her, and we're in a triangle and in the center of it, um, you know, surrounded by candles and in the center of it, we had the incense burning. And I went through a ceremony with them. And speaking of race play, like she calls me black God. That's what she calls me. Okay. Which is so fucking hot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when people get married and then they renew their vows type thing. Yeah. She wanted to be married to the interracial lifestyle. (laughs) And she wanted me to officiate that. You are now listening to the Venus Cuckoldress podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Go to venuscuckoldress.com. You'll find the new Queen's Quarters fan destination. Book a one-to-one chat with me, listen to the private podcast, and even get access to my secret Snapchat group, where I share some of my most intimate encounters. Now sit back, make yourself comfortable, and let's dive right into this episode. Welcome, everyone, to this show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Venus. This is the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Today, I have such a special episode, as I'm sure you heard in the trailer. It's epic. I have a very special guest, my friend Pagan. He is a race play enthusiast and the founder of the Four Horsemen. Yes, you'll learn what that is. (laughs) And let me start out by saying that not all cuckolding couples enjoy interracial cuckolding. This is just one aspect of it. But for those of you who do enjoy interracial cuckolding, you are likely going to love this show today. Pagan shares a very sexy story of a sex magic ceremony he was a part of recently where they harnessed the power of BBC and she, get this, married into the interracial lifestyle. Yes, this was an actual ceremony. It's like nothing I have ever heard before. This is really on a whole other level. And I think it's pretty fucking cool. Keep an eye out for an upcoming Pillow Talk event where I will have Pagan and the couple on to talk about all the further details of this 
this event, this ceremony that they did, because there's so much more to it. There's so many juicy details that we didn't get into in the show today, but I can't wait to dive into that. So make sure you go to venuscuckoldress.com, check out the events page, and shortly there will be some information posted on there about the Pillow Talk event that will feature Pagan and this amazing couple. All right. Are you ready to jump into this episode today? I'm so ready. Let's do it. Here we go. All right. Joining me on the show today, I have my very good friend, Pagan. He is the founder of the Four Horsemen, and he's going to explain what that's all about. And he also describes himself as a practitioner of consensual ethical race play as art. And yes, we are going to get into that. So welcome to the show, Pagan. Say hello to all of the listeners. Hello, all of Venus's listeners. Hello, Venus. It's good to be back. How are you? Yeah. Oh, a great. I am wonderful. I'm so excited for this conversation. So for those of you listening, yes, Pagan has been on the show once before, and I think it was, I don't know, a couple years ago, maybe. And um, yeah. we, yeah, we talked about gangbangs. We, po- we talked about setting the mood. We talked about race play. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a great episode. And we're going to kind of dive into things a little bit more for this show today about the bull experience. So um, I'm super excited to be able to have this conversation. I will link uh, the previous episode that you've been on, um, on the show. I'll link it in the show notes for today. So if you're interested in catching that, you can. Okay, Pagan. So tell us in a nutshell, your personal story. How did you come to where you are today? Uh, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, I'm a preacher's kid. Um, and I, it hasn't been lost on me how many uh, people that were raised in a hyper-religious environment end up freaky as people on your <laughs> podcast. Um, so I think that that may be where it starts in terms of um, when you put someone in a bottle, they want to break out of the bottle, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that that kind of led me to starting to question things, but I, it was really cloistered, hyper-religious um, environment. And then when I started to question things and look outside the box, there's this theory I have that we are who we are until the moment they smack you on your ass when you come out of your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's a you that is uninfluenced by the outside world. And then you get pulled out and smacked on the ass and there's fluorescent lights and somebody's cutting an umbilical cord and they're saying, you got to do this and that. And it starts right there Mm -hmm. and it never ends until we stop it. So I stopped it at one point. I'm so lucky that I was able to just say, wait, I want to get off the train. (laughs) Um, And then I started to figure out what I wanted to do. And part of that was I've always been sexual. It's always been, uh, I I was, I was a virgin when I got married at 22. That's how cloistered and religious it was. So, and I remember because my wife was more experienced than me. (laughs) She was, she was in my religion, but she had got kicked out for fucking. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so that tells you a lot about the kind of guy I was. Like I was already looking for like, yeah, I want more. I don't want a, a virgin too. You know, yeah. uh, two of us can't be virgins in a room. <laughs> but it was interesting because on our wedding night, she was like, okay, this isn't your first time. <laughs> and it was, but I was just, I've always been attuned to sexuality. So anyway, that was kind of my journey. And then once I started to question things, I got married too young. There was nothing wrong with us. We weren't cheating or anything like that, but I just had to step away and mm -hmm. say like, I've got to figure out myself first. So I got divorced and I also, and because of my religion, I had to leave the religion and I had to leave my wife and all my friends at the same time. Wow. So it just snapped my reality in half, you know? Yeah. Um, but I got to say it was all worth it because I got to that, that baby before it got smacked. And I asked myself, what do I think? What do I want? Not with society or religion or family or all three of them working together. What is my, for instance, moral values as opposed to what the religion says they are? You know, what do I feel about uh, gay people as opposed to what my religion taught me since I was a child to think about them? Right. You know, these kinds of questions, some people just never ask. So that led me into my first forays after I got divorced into the lifestyle. And I remember the first thing I did, Venus, was uh, there was a, a woman who was in my small town on the East Coast and she was doing like content. But this was back in the day um, yeah. before OnlyFans and all that. And so I went to a content party because like most single guys, you go to the first thing someone invites you to. That's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> so I did that. And that's what led me to say the first party. I remember I was in that room. It's a bunch of guys, one girl shooting content. I remember looking around going, okay, this guy's really cool. This guy is really cool. The rest of these guys, not so much. And I started, I didn't know them, but I was formulating the four horsemen. Ah. Um, at that time. So that can kind of lead us to that, I guess. Yes. So that does lead us to the four horsemen. So I love the name. <laughs> what exactly, <laughs> what, what is the four horsemen? So the four horsemen, and you're right. Uh, the reason why it's called the four horsemen is because number one, it sounds fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing is though, I wanted the number to be small. Um, I don't want people to think they can get me for 12 guys or, you know, giant gangbangs. There's, there's crews out there that do that. That's great. Um, more power to them. Um, my thing is more quality over quantity. So four is like the maximum that I usually put together. And that's for a woman that can handle it. Mm -hmm. um, most of the time, most women can't handle four of us. You know, like maybe the average guy, sure. But, um, you know, these are guys that are, that I've, I've scoped out. And, and to answer your question, I'm doing the work of um, when a woman says, Hey, I like you. Do you have a friend? I'm doing right. the work of finding those guys ahead of time. So I can immediately say, yeah. And you don't have to worry about, I found this guy on FetLife. I found this guy on, you know, AFF or whatever, I'm going to put them all in the same room and I'm going to expect this to magically go well with people fucking who've just met and all their egos involved and all mm -hmm. that. The chances that that's going to go as smoothly as it should for your optimum experience as a woman or a couple is highly unlikely. Yeah. I can bring my guys with me and we've, we've played in this sandbox before. So you can just relax. 
So that's the four horsemen. So it's so you have this group of vetted guys who, you know, you guys all just work well together in the bedroom. <laughs> exactly. Just like on your report card in kindergarten. Plays well with others. Yes. yes. <laughs> so and so you're available for couples uh or single ladies I'm assuming and um and mm-hmm. do they like like do they book you or is this like a service for hire <laughs> or what is this? It is not for hire. Uh, you're not the first person that has admonished me that I should be, you know, <laughs> doing this for some kind of monetary gain. I am, I'm reticent to do that. And I'm not saying it wouldn't work, but, um, and, and you know more about this than I do, Venus. When something you love becomes something you get paid for, something has to change. Yeah. And I don't want anything to change. I like it the way it is. Where I come from, we call it, it's for the love, not the paycheck. And that's where I want to keep it. It's something I enjoy. And I don't get me wrong. I put together a thing, a hotel suite. Um, you know, uh, I live in, you know, Los Angeles now. And it's not cheap, you know. Um, so when I put something together, I do ask people uh, or the guys to contribute. Because let's face it, I'm bringing them free pussy. So step up. Um, but the general thing that I try to keep in mind, and this is just me, Venus, it's my worldview. I'm not going to ask the same of everybody. Um, I'm in a position where I can figure out how to make this thing happen. And if a guy doesn't have as much money as the next guy, I still want him to be a part of it. Yeah. So there's been times when I'm just like, Hey man, um, just bring the water, like bring a case (laughs) of water, you know, (laughs) cause that takes one thing off my plate and I'm not humping a case of water up to the room. Yeah. So, you know, I try to include as opposed to exclude. So that's another thing about the money thing. Um, so, you know, I'm for now, it's a, it's kind of a free service. (laughs) Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing. It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness, all things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode. And I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold (laughs) in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code Venus, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later. And are are these all like black bulls or or yes? Mixed? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's just my brand. You know, there's bulls of, of every race. Yeah. Um but um as we'll get into later, um incorporating race into this dynamic, you know, it's not something I invented. If you look up cuckolding, you're going to notice a pattern. (laughs) Um, Just a little, just a little bit. A little little bit, a little bit in there. Um, But I, I, uh, 
I've leaned into that. I've leaned into like, that's the brand. Cause you know, you know, let's be honest. If people are hitting me up nine times out of 10, they're not just randomly blindly just saying, Oh, a guy, I didn't look at the pictures. They're, they're looking for a black male yeah. for whatever the reason. So I'm like, cool. I will, I will provide that for you. And if you want others, um, again, there's guys out there that will do that. Just not my brand. My niche is very, uh, specific. Yeah. Okay, let's let's dive into it because <laughs> I, yes. I, I love this topic. I love it. It's also very controversial and it's, it's hard so, to get people to talk about it. It is. Uh, I would oh imagine for you. Yeah, yeah. Like uh but yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> it was like what, two, three years ago I started doing pillow talk events and I remember like the minute I would bring up race play, it would be like fucking crickets. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, silence in the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the? Yeah, yeah. it's twenty twenty three, Venus. I don't know. I mean, you, you can't talk about race openly, yeah. and then you're mixing sex in with it. Are you crazy? Yeah. You can't speak about it out loud. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but but honestly, honestly, this is not. Something, I mean, yes, I think a sexual preference for black men. I mean, that's just something that happened to me naturally. I don't really think it was something mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But, yeah. but so that there's been a preference there. But, um, as far as like race play, okay, I would never have thought that I would be into that like ever. Mm-hmm. And it's only because it was forced on me and I like that sounds bad but it was it was dropped on me it it sounds bad but also hot as fuck right because like (laughs) I never would have consented consented to it beforehand the use of the n-word I was like there's no fucking way that that, like that is a hard no never ever ever do I want to use that or have that used in the room or anything like fuck no and Mm -hmm. I knew I, but the, the, my cuck boyfriend that I was with, I knew that shit turned him on and I never understood it. And I told him, I was like, no, there's no fucking way. And then this bull, this black bull that a first time I'd ever met him, he -hmm. knew nothing about me or my boyfriend. And Mm -hmm. he fucking drops the N word in the middle of our fucking. And I was like, and my boyfriend's listening on the phone. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God. I, and, and he's making me say it. And I was making me say it to my boyfriend. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. level a thousand uncomfortable as fuck, but also oddly (laughs) turned on. Oh my God. Okay. I, can I just say something? Yes. No one wants to hear what the fuck I'm talking about. Hearing you with that story is what everyone is here for. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, let me just, let me just ask you one question and then I'll answer all of you. Okay. <laughs> you are a person, and this is something that I would, I would send out to all the listeners. Venus, like many people, clearly is a person who looked at clouds from both sides. You were on one side of it saying, fuck no, this is offensive to me. And what that sounds like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that was your real world politics. Yeah. That was Venus who goes out in the world. It's like, I'm not using the N word. Like, what the fuck? That's offensive. <laughs> That's wrong. It, no. And yeah. that was your real world politics. Now you're in a scene in a bedroom, right? Yeah. 
that's not the real world. When that door closes, that's your private space where all that kinky shit can come out. You know, yes. we know that people do some stuff in the bedroom or the dungeon or whatever that doesn't belong in the real world. And in <laughs> fact, the real world informs what you find kinky in that space. The oh, fact that you're, yes. in, let, let, let's say you're a, let's say you're a, a hyper feminist, right? And you're like, you know, I don't put up with, you know, any shit from a man. I take charge, blah, blah, blah. A lot of those women in the bedroom want to give up that power and be called slut and whore or whatever. Not in the real world. Are you kidding? She'll punch you in the face. <laughs> but because she's that in the real world, it turns her on so much more in the bedroom. Right. So my question to you is, because you looked at it from both sides and a lot of your listeners are on one side of the clouds right now, what the fuck? They're the old you, right? Yes. What would you tell them about how you were able to come to enjoy something that you thought, what did you say, like times 10,000 or whatever? Yes. No. <laughs> what would you say to those listeners? And then I'll, I'll, I'll go back to not interviewing and be the interview. <laughs> okay. I would definitely not recommend dropping this shit on somebody without consent, without talking about it beforehand. However, I would, like I said, I would not have been okay with it beforehand, but, but the fact that it was such a weird, crazy experience because I was having this real fucking flood of emotions of like uncomfortable, but also so turned on in the moment mm -hmm. because of my boyfriend's reaction. And I was just like, oh, damn, what have I opened here? And I remember the very first time that you and I started talking and I think I said something about race play and you were like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't remember uh, that, but that that fucking sounds like me. I don't yeah. remember, but it sounds like me. <laughs> and so I just feel like you know, I, I, it, there has to be a lot of communication and consent. I mean, that is oh paramount. Sure. I would never fucking bring it. I never bring it up with a guy unless he brings it up to me, like ever. Sure. Ever, yeah. ever, ever. But you never really know what's going to turn you on. I mean, I had, there's no fucking way I would have signed up for that. But I was just like, in the moment, wow, what the fuck yeah. did I just experience? <laughs> yeah. And the, and the one last thing, you said it was turning your boyfriend on and it turned you on. Yes. But outside of your boyfriend, Venus, did it turn you on? Oh, I don't know if it would have. Okay. I don't know. That's I think that was like a, I honestly don't know if I think that was like the one, the one part that for me made it like, okay. In that moment where I was like, okay, oh, like, yeah, yeah. this okay. is good for him. And then, but man, it turned me on so much that I was like, all right. And now you don't need a cuck to enjoy it. You enjoy it on your own, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. Now I'll go back to answer your question, but I know, I know, Everybody wanted to hear your story. <laughs> okay. So uh, what you just talked about was permission. Um, I get it. If you're white in this world, you need permission from black people. Okay. You know, we've, we've all watched uh, a comedy show or been at one where the, the racial joke comes up and then uh, certain people look at that group of people and make sure they're laughing first. <laughs> right. Because they don't feel permission to, because we're in a hypersensitive world. In 2023, sorry to be the old guy yelling at the kids on my lawn, but <laughs> the 
the world that we're in is, is, is progressed in so many great ways racially, but like humans do, we swing the pendulum so far that we're in a world where you can't even talk about race or bring it up. Usually people are so reticent, especially if you're white, you just like, fuck that. I'm not going to get involved. I'm just going to be quiet. Yeah. And that's why you have crickets on those, you know, um, pillow talk. Yeah. People are, they, they have thoughts, <laughs> but they're not going to express them publicly. I'm like, fuck all that noise. I don't give a fuck. This is something that we all think about. And if you hide it, that's fine, but it's still there. And I rather talk about this. So what you needed was permission. That bull didn't do it in the right way, <laughs> as you pointed out, yeah. but he got the right result. Yes. He gave you permission by starting it and then you took it and ran with it. And now you enjoy it even more than you did before. So yeah. yes, you should ask for permission first. Um, you know, I can even talk to you about a, a thing that I did recently in a, in a minute that was that elevated race play in my um, experience to a whole nother level. The, but I didn't start off by bringing the N word into the fucking conversation. <laughs> off the top like this guy but i can find out if you like race play um by just asking us something that doesn't have like you know something that's so charged in it by just saying asking you the question like do you like to worship blackness uh-huh, okay. that question that tells me that you're into the racial aspect of it and then those people when they lean in then i lean in more and then they lean in and then we're using maybe the N word pretty soon, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it all depends and it caters to the person. You right. know, that's one thing that bulls have to remember. Don't have a preformed thing from your last experience or your last thousand experiences that you fully inform the next experience with. It should be partially informed by everything you learned because that's called wisdom. But you shouldn't bring that with you and go, I know exactly what these next people. No, you don't. <laughs> these next people are new people. Yeah. So make sure you leave that space to cater it to them. And that's when you talk about proper bull etiquette, that's the thing that every, that's like the golden rule other than do no harm, which is the golden rule of the lifestyle covers everything, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. If you just make sure you don't bring your baggage from the last thing, but just be informed by the last thing. So I do that. I, I, I cater it to that person. Some people are like, I don't want to use the N word, but I like race play, you know? Yeah. So there's different versions of it. And, and that's the other thing. And, and forgive me, is one of the things we should maybe start out with is what is race play, yes. by the way? What, what are we talking about when we say race play? You know, like there's people who will go to Splash Mocha, an event specifically catered for black males and couples who are usually not black to meet for an entire weekend and fuck all through a hotel. Some of those people will say, I don't like race play. And I'm like, Oh, don't you see your foot is already in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're at a racial event. It's not like, Oh, it just happens to be all these black men. It is catered to that, but they don't associate that with race play in their mind. Using a racial epithet is race play. Okay. But the next person has another thing in their head. So, Race play, in my opinion, starts with if you're interested in some kind of interracial thing, and then you have levels that go from there. 
Hey, did you know that there's a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. That's interesting because I never thought for personally, I never thought of race play as something other than using that kind of language in the bedroom. But <laughs> I feel you're like not wrong. that is you're not wrong. that is it. Yeah. But there's also this like surrounding, you know, grayness of you know Well, Venus, I'm I, exactly I'm trying to bring us all together. <laughs> so <laughs> Whether you like it or you don't like it, right? Trust me, I've talked to many Black people who are not into race play, and I get why, right? Yeah. I get why they don't want to go there. But I will say that if we can all just look at each other as we're on a spectrum, if you like interracial at all, there's a version of it where you can take a step back and not be so judgy about people that like race play and say, well, actually, I kind of like the color contrast and I like, well, there's race involved there. Yeah. So join those people. Don't have to go all the way into race play, but don't feel like they're so different than you. Just be more open-minded. And then we can start to like not have crickets when we have conversations. (laughs) (laughs) So, because we're all in this together. We're way more alike. You know, what is that thing where like, you know, they use mice for testing because they're like 98% the same as human DNA. Oh, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're mostly the same in this lifestyle. And so we don't have to point fingers and go, oh my God, that person's weird or doing something. No, they're not doing, again, there's only one rule, do no harm. Consensual ethical race play is adults agreeing to play a scene in a room that they're not out there in the world playing any more than you get spanked over the diaper that you have in a dungeon out in the real world. <laughs> right. It's for that place. Right. And I love that you say it that way. Okay. What's this juicy story that we need the details of? Because if you say it elevated your (laughs) race play to another level, that in my mind means it's like something out of the stratosphere. All right. Well, thanks for building it up so much. So I have to live up to that. Um, No, uh, (laughs) it wasn't a stratosphere for me. So I've been, I've been interested recently, um, you know, I, I'm a reader and I've been looking into sex magic, um, sometimes spelled old style M-A-G-I-C-K. And for some people, that's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is that some Harry Potter shit? Like, what is <laughs> sex magic? And I would I would define this. I'm not saying it's, it's uh, magic in that sense or, you know, rabbit out of a hat. It's It's the power that intention can create. So, um, and this resonates with me because I do have a religious background, whether something is 
um, and you know, real or not, I think a lot of times depends on on us. And so when you put intention into something, it creates a power that I have found to be undeniable. Hmm. And when it comes around race, um, you said something at the top of this conversation where you said, like, you were interested in Black men naturally. Yes. There is this undeniable magnetic attraction between, I would say for me, especially Black men and white women especially in like North America. And I think it's true all over the world, but we have an interesting history, especially in America, racially, that has charged the situation between black men and white women. Hmm. It is the reason why white men for centuries (laughs) did everything in their power to separate us. Right. (laughs) Under pain of death. You know, it wasn't that long ago where like my grandfather, if he looked at a white woman the wrong way, could die. Right. That's the world that we lived in. And you can't tell me that that isn't informing what we see today in terms of interracial sex interactions. Right. There is a taboo and a charge around it. So there's power there. So I'm interested in this and harnessing that. So I had a couple who's also interested in that subject and they wanted to. I'll say like sit in ceremony with me and do some sex magic that was specifically interracial. (laughs) I need Um, to know what this sex magic is. (laughs) So it's, it is, it's, um, it is hard to describe, (laughs) but the first session we did, um, I rented a space. It's like a dungeon here in LA. Mm -hmm. It's really amazing. It's all white. Um, and, uh, I, in fact, you should, your listeners might want to see it. It's, uh, it's called Dungeon East in, in Los Angeles. You should Google it and you get a picture of the space that this happened in. So I have a, I have a British, uh, valet cuck (laughs) 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 who sets up the space for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's on another level. You've met this guy. I know him. (laughs) He's. He's he's just on another level as a single cuck. He gets it. So I'm able to have him there um, to kind of be a butler, you know, yeah. um, a cuckler. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, he set up a space where I had these like mats that we like kind of like yoga mats, but they were in a triangle. And then I had some items there that I've collected from around the world in my travels Um that are, you know, everything from an incense burner to this like ceremonial um, knife that's not like sharp that's used in like um, Tibet. All these things that have uh, an intention for like ceremony. So at first um, they came out and then it was her cuck, myself uh, and her, and we're in a triangle and in the center of it, um, you know, surrounded by candles and in the center of it, we had the incense burning. And I went through a ceremony with them. And speaking of race play, like she calls me Black God. That's what she calls me. Okay. Which is so fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so that um, that started me thinking, like, what are our three roles? And I believe that the cuck, the... Um, 
the cuckoldress and the bull are like a sacred triangle. Right. They're three-sided. And if you deepen it, the best way I can describe it is you can turn a flat triangle into a pyramid. Now it has volume and space to fill in whatever we want. And we started to fill that space in that ceremony. So I went through with them who I see them as, like in this particular case to me, she was um, the wild woman in mythology, you know, um, in, in like, for instance, Hinduism, um, there's the wild woman who like, she's typically depicted like her foot on a man's head and she's screaming and, you know, she has fire in one hand, you know, and she's just the inner part of a woman that gets pushed down by patriarchy today. Right. She's free. Right. Um, and so on the cuck side, I felt like he was in uh, mythology. There's this thing called Ouroboros. It's a snake that's eating its own tail. It's a circle. And to me, the cuck is such a valuable part of that triangle because he, for instance, in this case was caged and he's not allowed to come until she lets him. And to me, that sexual energy that a cuck builds up all of that seed that she's keeping until she releases it, he's a snake eating his own tail. He has to re input his own seed as opposed to letting it go like the bull gets to right right so there's a charge that that cuck and it's part of why cucks have that charge why they're so heightened all the time yeah so again he's Ouroboros and by the way while this is happening they're both wearing collars that I've made for them his collar has like a ring on it for the leash and it's an Ouroboros circle of the snake eating a tail like I fucking went all out for this shit oh my god <laughs> so it was amazing. I'm not going to get into every single thing because we don't have the time right now. But that was the ceremony we did that night. And then I put her on a Sibian. Oh. Uh, for those who don't know, oh. it's basically, uh, yes, it's the, the it's, it's what makes those sounds that Venus is, <laughs> is making. Um, you can look up a Sibian, but it's basically a saddle that has a vibrating component. And you can also attach uh, dildos to it. So I walked her over to her throne and I put her on it and we started to begin our evening. Um, and that, by that time I got her onto the Sibian, she was already there. And then we started our night together, um, the three of us in terms of play. But that was just, that was just the one part um, for one night. The next night they had the idea that they wanted to have basically, um, you know, when people get married and then they renew their vows type thing. Yeah. She wanted to be married to the interracial lifestyle <laughs> and she wanted me to officiate that. Um, so we did a ceremony that was amazing. I mean, Venus, they brought robes, like these amazing robes, like, you know, like, um, you see like with the, with the hoods on them, you know? Yeah. But they were like really nice. Like you didn't get these at like, you know, target. <laughs> and, um, I wore like a white one to represent her. She wore a black one to represent me and her cuck as well. Wow. And they wrote vows that I, you know, barely added anything to, like they wrote these to each other, giving herself, to this fully to be black owned 
to be part of this interracial lifestyle. So I officiated that. And then we, again, we shared each other. So that is one of those things that heightened. It's something that I've been thinking about for a while. This is the first time I've ever done one of these. I'm going to get better as, as I go. But it was mind blowing for all three of us. Like we're still weeks later, just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> that is magic. You know what I mean? Uh, that- That's what I mean. Like it's whatever you make it. It's whatever you believe and making it real in the world. And I got to say, Venus, we fucking made it real. I'm kind of speechless. I don't even Me too. like. <laughs> What? I am what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. If you asked me a few years ago, I would have said, well, you know, yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, but there's no going back now. Like again, you don't have to wear a robe and sit in ceremony, <laughs> but you can have something where you initiate your marriage into another level as cuck and cuckoldress or stag and vixen or whatever your dynamic is. Yeah. You can as a bull say I like this level of interracial interaction, but I don't want to go this far. That's fine. Build it with the people that are like you. Um, my my head and sexuality is cracked fucking open right now because I took this to this next level, but I have to give all honor to this couple who allowed me to take it there with them. Um, so, you know, I can't wait till I see what tomorrow brings, but today... I'm just like still in awe of what we created together. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in awe. I'm like, holy shit. That's epic. No no wonder you said that it it raised the level for you or went to next level for you for Yeah. Wow, yeah. for race play. That that's that's amazing. And I think maybe maybe that'll become a thing, like an actual thing where people aspire to that, like a lot of people aspire to that, who knows? Cuz the interracial cuckolding thing is a big thing it is certainly not you know not every couple is into black bulls like we said or like you said earlier they come in at all different race races it's, mm-hmm. it's just i talk a lot about it on this show because i happen to be into that aspect <laughs> so yeah a little bit a little bit just I'm, a little bit but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, i think it's just fascinating that all the conversations that you and i have had about race play has been fascinating Hearing about the ceremony has been fascinating. Your advice for bulls to, what did you say, to make sure that you don't use what you've just experienced to have expectations for your next experience. Um, Right. Yeah, that's, I think, really, really important. Um, So for all of the wannabe bulls out there who are listening or bulls or, um, or whatever, just make sure that that's something that you you learn from Pagan. Very good advice. <laughs> <laughs> Treat each yeah, person as a unique experience. Yeah, yeah. Be informed by your past experiences, of course, right? Yeah. But don't use it as a cookie cutter template for the next person. That guy that, that said the N word to you right out the gate, he was doing that. <laughs> yeah. He was he was using a past experience on you and did not ask permission you know, or do it properly. Luckily you guys were cool as fuck. So it all worked out, <laughs> but he, he shouldn't expect everybody to react that way. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> no. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I, I guess like the big thing for me is like, there's a full spectrum here. And I think that couples 
and especially for white couples um, in America, probably around the world, but especially in America, we're living in such a place where you can't even talk about these things and your kinks that you would like to explore. And I would just say, like, I get that, but also feel like you can have an honest conversation with your bull and find the ones that are catering towards what you want. And I would also just say, if you can, be unapologetic about your sexuality. Everything that is racial is not racist, no matter what society is trying to say right now, this moment. I try to have the macro view of things. Yeah. Right now, we're in a very heightened, I would say, ever since 2020 with George Floyd. And, you know, there were riots and there was protesting. We're in a very heightened area in terms of race and time. But if you pull back, who knows what 10 years from now where we're going to be? I don't even think this is sustainable, this this place where, where you can't even talk about things. Right. So I'm trying to have the macro view and wait this thing out. And I think that keeping in mind that everything that's racial is not racist, you can talk about these things and you're not a racist. You can enjoy these things. And no matter how many people try to tell you, you're not a racist any more than you're you know, violent because you like BDSM in the bedroom. Right. That doesn't make any sense. We all know these are different spaces. So that nuance is what I would like to bring. So if you're looking for this, just know there's bulls out there. And if you don't find one, you know, hit up your boy Pagan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize what you just did? <laughs> <laughs> I do, Venus. I think I do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. RIP your DMs. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Okay. There are, there's so many more questions that I really want to ask you about. I feel like this is a conversation that needs to continue. So is this is part one, Venus. This is, is this just part one. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I need to have you on Pillow Talk so we can jump into this even more. More. Uh, that'd be so yeah. great. Um, okay. Yeah. We have run out of time for our conversation today, unfortunately, but where can people reach out to learn more about you and the Four Horsemen? Um, yeah. So you can find me at um, Pagan and T, the number four WM on Twitter, and also uh, Pagan Black Bull uh, on Twitter. And then also, um, I am like, I've recently started to use Instagram a little bit. So it's also pagan black bull, or I'm sorry, I underscore am underscore pagan on, uh, on Instagram. Okay. Um, so those are the three that you can probably reach me at. Wonderful. Well, I'm still on Instagram too. We haven't been kicked off yet. So (laughs) great. Um, I will include those links in the show notes for today. Pagan, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I absolutely love speaking with you. It's always a pleasure, Venus. Anytime you want me, I'm here for you, baby. Oh, what a fun episode. That's going to be it for today's show. Thanks so much for joining me. Make sure you check out the events page at venuscuckoldress.com. Keep an eye out for the live Pillow Talk event that's going to be coming up with Pagan and guests. 
to talk about that very, very sexy ceremony that they had. So check it out, venuscuckoldress.com. It's the events page. You can also book a private chat with me on venuscuckoldress.com. You can subscribe to the show. You can even submit a question for the show. There's lots you can check out on venuscuckoldress.com. Don't forget to leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, I would be so appreciative of that. And of course, don't forget to follow me on Twitter. My handle is at V. That's going to be it for this time. We'll see you next time. believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group. Weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.